Good morning. It's May 17th. And welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audible companion of the book of the same name. Today's title is Good News. You just heard it. Anne Murray singing just a little good news. Just once I'd like to see the headlines say, Not much to print today. They can't find nothing bad to say. Because nobody robbed a liquor store on the lower side of town. Nobody OD'd. Nobody burned a single building down. Nobody fired a shot in anger. Nobody had to die in vain. We sure could use a little good news today. I have this habit of reading out loud. It's a good thing for putting grandchildren to bed, but not quite as good when scrolling through the news apps on my phone while my wife is trying to do something else. It's not so much that she doesn't want me to share in general, it's more that nothing I can find to read out loud seems to even remotely qualify as good news. Last night I read a story about an employee of a Dollar General who was tasked with enforcing the state's rule on donning a mask before entering an essential business during this never-ending pandemic. Evidently, he told a young woman her daughter couldn't enter without a mask. The woman swore and spat on him and then screeched out of the parking lot in a pickup truck. Some short time later, she returned with her husband and teenage son, who began screaming at the employee. In the midst of this, the teenager took out a gun and shot the store employee in the back of the head. The deceased was the father of eight. The horrific things that man will do to man have been chronicled since biblical times, right back to the tortures inflicted by the Chaldeans on anyone they conquered. Daily, we are surrounded with examples of man's inhumanity to man. And in this age of modern instant communication, you hear about every one of them on the news or through social media. This only intensifies and even exaggerates the reality. One of my patients is an FBI special agent who works with child abduction. When I was little, 55 years ago in Houston, I rode my bike two miles to the elementary school every day. No one in an urban area would even consider that today. But she assured me that the child abduction rate in Texas in 1965 was exactly the same as today. The difference is that every five miles on the freeway, there's an electronic billboard that will give you the Amber Alert, even if it's 2,000 miles away in New Hampshire. The end effect is that you feel like kids are getting abducted all the time. We stopped watching the televised national news eight months ago. It didn't help much because you can't pick up your phone or turn on your computer without being inundated with bad news. In short, it's bad for the psyche. There are attempts to counter it, like the Good News Network, that strive to bring you only uplifting stories from around the globe. 
But to be honest, these outlets are drowned out by the cacophony of negative reports from every direction. Scripture addresses this issue, while recognizing the sinful state of humanity emphasizes our need for a Savior, dwelling on it constantly depresses the mood and increases our cynicism, to the point of almost wanting to give up. In his letter to the Colossians, Paul tells them, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Colossians 3, 2, and 12. In today's media-driven world, this requires a conscious effort. The books we choose to read, the movies we watch, the TV shows we binge-watch, all have an effect on our daily outlook. This doesn't mean watching a crime drama is in itself a bad thing, but perhaps immersing yourself in things of that ilk may not be the best idea. Some of our favorite TV shows are of the genre like Anne with an E, or Call the Midwife, which deal with real-life situations and emotions, but focus on the good that God can bring out of evil. This devotional isn't intended to provide you with recommendations for your daily news sources or Netflix viewing. It is only intended to remind you that we who are born again are not of this world, even though we are in it. We have the ultimate good news, which is the gospel of our Lord. Commanded to love God and love each other, we are to go forth and make disciples of all the world. But the way to do that is always by loving first. Being conscious of the fruits of the Spirit in our own lives will enable us to do just that. Contemplating the things that Paul suggests makes it much easier for us to avoid the cynical view of the world that can be promoted by a constant stream of bad news. Yes, the world is hurting. Yes, there are a lot of questions about how to fix it. But the answer is always the same. It's not an approach. It's a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And that's the best reason in the world for optimism. What I need, first of all, is not exhortation, but the gospel. Not directions for saving myself, but knowledge of how God has already saved me. Have you any good news? J. Grisham Maschen. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. Nothing to be thankful for? Check your pulse. Finally, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Philippians 4, 8. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you and we know that we are called to love the world and spread the message that they are all loved by you. Help us to focus on your Son And in so doing, avoid being conformed to this world. Avoid being overwhelmed by the bad news that floods in upon us every day. And instead, strive to be conformed to the mind of Christ. Then we will be the good news, and it will be expressed in us through the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.